Dedicated missionary service returns a dividend of eternal joy, which extends throughout mortality and into eternity. I want it absolutely clear that I declared to the world in the most straightforward language I could summon that the Book of Mormon is true. True disciples of Jesus Christ are willing to stand out, speak up, and be different. If you're not a full-time missionary with a missionary badge pinned on your coat, now is the time to paint one on your heart. God has something unimaginable in mind for you personally and the church collectively. A marvelous work and a wonder. In this church, what we know will always trump what we do not know. Missionary work is an identifying feature of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Always has it been, ever shall it be. Let us be awake and not be wary of well-doing, for we are laying the foundation of a great work, even preparing for the return of the Savior. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Mission Prep Podcast. My name is Jaron, and I am a return missionary. And if I'm going to be completely honest with you guys, I really just can't stop living in the past. With a love for the gospel of Jesus Christ and having such fond memories of sharing it with strangers in different parts of the world, I often reminisce about the good old days as a full-time missionary. My goal here is to help young people who have desires to serve a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to know what they can do to be better prepared for their experience as a missionary. So hopefully that includes all of you guys. To do this, I'll share some stories and give some insight, and I'll reflect upon gospel truths that helped me as a missionary. And now that you are the one that's in the hot seat, I hope to pass on a little bit of wisdom to you as you accept the call to serve. That being said, I also want to mention that in no way am I trying to replace mission prep class or anything or to be your mission prep teacher. This really isn't going to be like another mission prep class. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with mission prep class. In fact, I strongly encourage you to attend. I just don't want to be covering all the same ground that a mission prep class will already cover, if that makes any sense. And I acknowledge that that's still likely to happen, being that this podcast shares much of the same purposes as a mission prep class does. But my key purpose here is to establish an ongoing conversation that hopefully will connect all of you guys with other preparing missionaries around the world. And I hope that facilitating this conversation will help you get more comfortable and excited about the idea of serving a mission. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys for just a moment, you've got to be a little bit crazy in the head to actually want to serve a mission. I mean, look at all the details of a mission. You're going to leave family and friends and everything that's familiar to you. You're going to a place that you don't get a pick and could literally be a whole world away, which means most likely you'll probably have to deal with some culture shock. Wherever you do go, most people there probably won't like you very much. Of course, Utah is probably an exception to that rule, although serving in Utah definitely presents its own challenges. And even though these people don't like you, you have to try and share a message with them that initially they won't want to hear. And if that's not enough, you've got to keep a rigid schedule, walk or bike everywhere you need to go, and avoid getting distracted by everything that is going on at home. 
Now, hopefully none of this scares you from the thought of serving a mission. If you're anything like me, then hearing these kinds of things gets you really excited and stoked to just go out and just get your feet to the ground. If you are listening to this, I'm assuming that you have either already made the decision to serve a mission or maybe you're still considering it. And if you're a missionary mom, first of all, welcome. I am glad you are here. So, so glad you guys are here. And I invite you to stick around and try to get a feel for what this podcast is all about. And hopefully you'll feel that it is something that you want to share with your missionary that you have going out. Now back to you who will be the one going on the mission. As I've pointed out before, serving a full-time mission is actually really hard, which I'm sure most of you are probably already aware of. In fact, you probably never stop hearing about how difficult serving a mission really is. So it will kind of be pointless to get any further into that here. Remember, as I've already said before, I want to help you feel better about serving a mission, not worse. And if I can't do that, then I'll just be wasting not only my time, but your guys's as well. And I definitely don't want to do that. It's normal to have all those pre-mission butterflies and anxieties. And speaking from my own personal experience, those can actually be really intense. I would be lying if I said that in those months leading up to my mission, it was just pure bliss. In fact, it was quite the opposite. Sure, I was really excited to go. Serving a mission was something that I had always planned on doing. It was something that I was always trying to prepare for. Although I was mostly only thinking about how a mission would be beneficial for my own life and I pretty much just ignored the rest. So I avoided thinking about the challenges I would face and I think those closest to me did the same thing. I think we all felt that if we just focused on the hard parts, it would just make it even harder for me to leave. And I'm sure that many other families have similar experiences to this. Deep down, I think that we all have our own fears about it all, and sometimes we just choose to ignore it. And as much as it is helpful to just focus on the good, I'm a strong proponent of that, by the way, it's also very unhelpful to ignore your fears and your anxieties as if burying them deeper was going to make them disappear. So yes, as much as I hope to talk about things that are exciting and fun about a mission, I also don't want to beat around the bush when it comes to the difficult things about serving a mission as well. Here, I'm going to dive into the lighthearted as well as the raw. And ironically, in retrospect, it was actually the hard parts about my mission that actually made it so exciting and fun. And you'll discover that for yourself soon enough. Anyhow, guys, let's just dive right into this episode. So first things first, when you have made the decision to serve a mission, there is one important question that you need to ask yourself, and it's even more important to give an honest answer. Why are you even going? What is it that gives you the determination to face all the trials and hardship that you're going to face? Why are you going to make the sacrifices that you're going to make? Now, you might be thinking to yourself that I'm here to try to give you a pep talk about how you need to have all the right reasons before you go. You know, reasons like, I'm going because I have a strong testimony of the gospel, or because I want to serve others, or because it's my priesthood responsibility. All these reasons are very noble, and I would expect that at least some part of you truly feels that way, but are those going to be the reasons that will pull you through when persecution arises? or when temptation rears its ugly face, when you lose touch with your true self, you know, the part of you that really wants to go on a mission or do the right thing, how long does it take to actually get back to what you really value? Or are you able to get back at all? You see, reasons like this, what you may think of as the 
quote unquote, best reasons for serving a mission, they can be powerful motivators. But sometimes in moments when we are really struggling, it can be difficult for those grand, noble reasons to get us back on our feet. I like to compare all of this to starting a fire. In the mission field, and maybe you've already heard this term before, there's a thing that missionaries like to call greeny fire. This is a term that simply refers to a brand new missionary. It describes a missionary that is just fresh and they are ready to go. And the perfect example of this type of missionary is Elder Calhoun from the movie The Best Two Years. If you haven't ever seen this movie yet and are looking for some greeny fire and good last for yourself, you have to watch it. Anyway, brand new missionaries tend to have more zeal for missionary work. In other words, they've got the fire of the gospel raging in them, and they are just ready to baptize everyone they talk to. They feel unstoppable. And that's a really good place to be. But as real life hits and things get hard, that fire can actually dim or even go out. And maybe you guys have experienced this already before. This is just as true for all of us as it is with missionaries. Sometimes we might feel motivated and determined to do something, and other times it's really hard to even get out of the bed in the morning. This can be a daily cycle that we all go through, and whether we know it or not, we almost constantly have to motivate ourselves to get up and get going to get done what needs to get done. This rings especially true for missionaries. As I've mentioned before, representing Jesus Christ and trying to follow his example as a missionary is no easy task. It's going to be a daily battle. And every day, we have to choose to get up and fight. So when your fire goes out, not if, but when, what are you going to do? Well, what does a fire need, guys? A fire is going to need some fuel to burn, right? So when we're gathering fuel to start a fire, we need to start small. So things like small wood shavings and twigs or maybe some dry brush. Only when the fire starts going do we throw on bigger and bigger pieces of wood. And our reasons for serving a mission or for fighting the good fight are a lot like the fuel that we use to start the fire and keep it going. So those grand noble reasons are like those big logs. If you haven't gotten a fire going yet, then those logs are going to get you nowhere. In other words, it's important to acknowledge that maybe sometimes you don't have those grand reasons. And that's okay. We all have to start somewhere. It's important to start seriously preparing for your mission as soon as you can, but it's not very helpful to compare your own efforts to the efforts of others. It's not very helpful to compare your own reasons for going on a mission with the reasons that others might have. It's also not helpful to compare where you are to where other missionaries are. Guys, serving a mission is hard enough and we place unnecessary burdens on ourselves by putting pressure there that just doesn't really need to be there. If you know you need to serve a mission and are unsure about whether you want to or not, then honestly acknowledge that. Be real with yourself and be real with others. Even the Savior himself acknowledged that he wasn't necessarily looking forward to performing the atonement. This is a scripture passage that has always given me strength when I didn't want to do what I needed to do. This is when Jesus comes to Jerusalem for the last time. It's known as his triumphal entry. At this point in his life, he knows who he is and he knows what he needs to do. And so he knows that his time to die for us has come. In John 12, he says, The hour has come, and the Son of Man should be glorified. Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? 
but for this cause came I unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. Jesus wasn't trying to hide his feelings. Instead, he acknowledged them, and that gave him power to do what he needed to do for us. And, of course, the rest is history. You guys have your mission just as Jesus had his. You may not always feel up to it. It may feel like it's a constant battle. But if it wasn't, then you would come home the same person as when you left. And that truly would be a tragedy. So as someone who has been in your shoes before, my piece of advice to you today is to have an honest conversation with yourself. Don't beat around the bush. Ask yourself again and again, why are you going on this journey? You can start small and watch as your reasons for fighting grow. Once you get out into the field, it won't matter so much anymore why you left home to be there as why you are going to stay there and faithfully serve. And as Elder Holland has said, if for a while, the harder you try, the harder it gets, take heart. So it has been with the best people who have ever lived. Thank you all for joining me on this first episode of the Mission Prep Podcast. I hope you found it was worth your time. I really look forward to getting to know all of you and hearing your stories. Remember that my purpose here is to facilitate a conversation. So please write in to me at missionpreppodcast at gmail.com. And here on the podcast, I will share your story, your testimony, your questions, your concerns, or any piece of advice you have to give to any of the other preparing missionaries out there. And please do not feel limited in what you write in about. It could literally be anything. I don't really care. Tell me what you like to do. If you have a call, where are you serving? What are you doing that's helping you prepare? What material would you want me to cover on here? What's something that gives you comfort or inspiration? Tell me a funny story. It doesn't even have to be related to missionary work. If I find it worth sharing and you guys want me to share it, then it'll be on here. This won't work without you guys, so please write in and let's get this worldwide community of missionaries started. Until then, I'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.